For our first episode, I have something that I pulled out of my vault to share with you. Um, In 2019, I did an interview with um, the owner and founder of Allocate Naturals, Miss Rochelle Graham. And I, she brought so much life and so much insight on entrepreneurship, starting a business that I just had to share this with you all. Um, It is a pretty long episode, this episode, but take your time, listen to it, savor it because it was amazing and it gave me so much confidence to do what I was called to do. And I know it'll do the same for you. So let's get right into the first episode. And ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. Welcome back to the Capitalist Podcast. If this is your first time, well, I know it won't be your last. We offer professional women insight into entrepreneurship, finance, investing, business strategies, and more. So stay tuned for today's episode. Well, let's get right into it. Um, I actually, so what happened was, is um, I'm starting a business and the best way to find out about business is from other people's experiences. So that's the reason I reached out to you and because I'm in a project at school. So that's requiring me to start a business. So one of the biggest things is I, I've always, I've, I've been following you since 2010. You're one of my biggest inspirations for natural hair. And, but I want you just to kind of give me a little bit more, like I've watched you on YouTube, but how did you get started? Like what made you just start making hair products? Um, so for me, I started making hair products for myself and I used the, you know, for, it wasn't necessarily, so I was heading to law school, so I didn't necessarily have a plan on starting a natural hair product business. I was, I cut my hair off, So the only thing that I could think of as a solution was I needed to, you know, obviously regrow my hair. And so I, you know, mixed my growth oil to grow my hair back as fast as I could. And, you know, from the front end of things, when my subscribers were seeing my hair grow back quickly, they were like, hey, you know, what are you using? And I said, I'm using this oil that I made. And I said, I can teach you guys how to make it. And no one necessarily wanted to be taught how to make it. They just wanted me to make it and sell it. So it was just literally just a simple solution of, okay, let's make a bottle, sell it to you guys. And it just took off from there. So I would tell people that my route to entrepreneurship was just, was really just an organic process. Even with the type of business that I started first, it just happened organically. Wow. Wow. That, I love how you said that it just happened organically and you just so would you say that this wasn't something that was a passion but it was something that really it developed from a need that you had yeah I would say it was, it was a passion but the product creating natural products didn't start off with my passion my passion was helping women to learn about their natural hair fall wow. in love with their natural hair um, and 
just being, just again, everything that I learned. So I learned how to teach and twist my hair, and I wanted to teach everyone else. My passion in my life has just always been helping others. And when I look at it now, I realize that even the reason why I wanted to be an attorney, because my goal, my career aspirations was to go to law school, so that's what I was on the career path to do after finishing my bachelor's. But when I look at my childhood, and I'm like, well, why did I want to be a lawyer? I've never been a person who goes after things for titles. It's just yeah. always been, how can I be of service to others? How can I help? Wow. And so I always thinking that if I was a lawyer, I could help people. Because people who go to jail for things they didn't do can use my help. Or people wow. who get in trouble immigration can use my help. So from a kid, that was always my goal. So it, it now just, I feel like God was just like, okay, my child, you're going to be of service in this area, but this yeah. is really where I need you. And so he shifted it. So my passion, my passion for creating natural hair products came as I started doing it. Wow. And it was like, oh my God, I really love this. This is good. And it's something that I developed and I became obsessed with and it grew from there. Wow. But that was not where I originally started. Wow. Rochelle, like you spoke volumes. Um, it's, you really did. I'm mean, seriously because right now I'm in the process of getting ready to go to law school, and I'm like, I feel divided. And so it's just listening to your story about how God just moved in your life towards just the entrepreneurship and creating this business. It's just like wow, like it's just really an eye opener. So I, I'm just, yeah. uh, I, I'm just in awe. You have to follow your passion. Like I think if you, if you absolutely amazing I you know I absolutely love hearing that and I guess one of my biggest questions is when you, you your help and your service to people is kind of what steered you towards be making the products but when did yep. you just have that aha moment hey that these hair products really could become an empire was it people started really just asking for more products what was it And then 
guys are making money. What? None of that really, none of that really clicked to me until until the point that it was like, okay, this is getting not in a bad way out of control, but this is getting out of control. Like Demont, we don't have time for anything else because these orders are coming in. And then I was like, whoa, this is like a legit business. And I think maybe <laughs> that aha came when our revenue, like the amount of money that we were making was far exceeding anything that he or I would have been able to make like in a month. Like we're making in a month, like in, in, in like days, what we made in a month combined. So it was like, oh my God, wow. this is nuts. And so I think that may have been my aha, uh-huh, but as the brand was growing and as I was creating products, it just, I didn't have a, a long-term plan in the beginning. I was just going with it huh. and just loving, I just love what I did. And so it just made it easy. Like people look at my YouTube channel and they're like, wow, you must be so dedicated to do YouTube all these years. And I'm like, listen, my first 400 videos on YouTube, I did in a matter of a couple of years. Like if you look at the timestamps yeah. of my videos, my employees are so fascinated. I, I used to crank out like five, five videos a week at times. And guess what? It was like YouTube wasn't paying me. I find that when I'm doing things because I just love it, I become obsessed with it and I just go hard. And wow. so it's the same thing that happened with Alagay. I created like 60 products, literally 60 products in my first like two and a half years you created in business. Six. And then it took 60, 60. Oh my gosh, 60 products. Yes. said a key thing there um which is managing your time um i know one of the followers on instagram asked how did you fund your business until you had profit cycling in i think that managing your time may have had a factor in that is that something that you would recommend for someone who's still working and still working as a uh, and and trying you know have an inspiration to become an entrepreneur full-time they're going to up and quit their job. I think they're crazy. Um, <laughs> I need y'all to have a plan how you're going to see yourself, okay? Yes. Um, while I think back to entrepreneurship, uh, bear with me, I'm in transit. Um, while I think diving into entrepreneurship is, is exciting, you have to figure out how you're going to fund yourself. So I, I've always had in my head a 60 to 70% ratio for how much your business um, profits from your business need to start generating mm-hmm. before you take a leap into full-time entrepreneurship. So if your side hustle, if you're making $2,000 a month with your current job, then I need you to start generating at least 60 to 70% of what that income is. So pretty much if that's 1600 bucks or 1500 bucks, however that calculates out to be, 50 to 70% of what your job is paying you 
you, you need to make that with your side hustle from profit before you take a leap. And the reason that I've always used that ratio is because I think that, for instance, if you don't have children, if, if you don't, if you don't have kids, if you, sorry, if you don't necessarily have children or if you don't necessarily have any really heavy, heavy responsibility in your life, then you may be able to get away with that 50 to 60 percent rate and just be like, well, YOLO, I'm by myself, so if I drown, at least it's only me eating rice and butter. But you know, <laughs> if you have children, I think that it's safer to make sure that you're at least getting that 70 percent. Got it. Like, and some people are not risk takers, and so they may say, well, I need to be able to make 100 percent of what I'm generating from my you know, nine to five, and I'm a risk taker, so I don't think you have to wait that long. But what I do think is that when you now have, for instance, as a side hustle, you should be dedicating your evenings every single evening. Give yourself one day off if you really need, you know, but every evening you have to dedicate set hours. Just like you're working for your boss, you have to work for yourself. So mm. if it's okay, I leave work at 5.30 and I'm home by 6, and then I gotta get the kids in bed by a certain time. Okay, well, and now my two to three hours is what I'm going to be dedicating. So every evening, honey, from 8 to 9, 8 to 10 p.m., just know I have to work. I will take these two days off so we have our time, but this is my this is my work schedule for myself. And then weekends are also an opportunity. And I'm not saying both weekend days, but either half day both days or one of those days being full days. So people have to, like, structure a schedule for their side hustle and business because mm. – that's how you're really going to be able to push. And then imagine when you now have all the daytime hours as well, you'll make up that additional 30 to 40% that you, you know, took that leap to generate. You'll make that and more. Wow. Wow. So what I'm really hearing is you have to scale your entire, like scale from the beginning. Once you, once you start just in entrepreneurship, you start here and you make time for it. So you start treating it like a business, but you just do it in a small way yep. and then allow it to grow from yep. there. That's powerful, yep, Rochelle. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. I think a lot of people really need to hear that part, including myself. So let me ask you this. Um, what lessons have you learned upon establishing your company? Um, that you could just share with all of us? I have uh, a lot that I need to possibly <laughs> share in an interview. Um, is there something like specific? Well, uh, uh, let me see. Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, as far as knowing whom to partner with and um, how, um, how do you go about just saying, okay, I'm going to partner with this person versus this person? How did you go about that and what did you learn as you established your business? Or your company, excuse me. Um, I would say, hold on one second, let me get the address. I wonder if this is the right address. Hold on, bear with me. I have to, I'm, I'm typing in, I'm in transit to another location. Actually, line five. Miami. Oh, this is when I wish that I would have typed this in earlier. I don't know my place. Is that north? Yeah. Okay. Or, and there we go. And north. Okay, there we go. All right. I should be good to go. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so, so the question 
person is more so about going to so the question is more so about knowing who to like how to like who to partner with or who yes. to get away from or what? Yes. So okay. it, you you did uh, as I watched your business your company grow, there was a lot of um interactions. How did you know, hey, this is where I want to place my product? Uh, just what did you learn as you started to have to trust other people to do other things for you? Wow. And just kind of being clear on 
what relationships bring, the values that each relationship brings for both parties is, um, you know, really important as well. Hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, just, just, I think transparency when it comes to that is like really what's best. So hopefully you, that answers that it does you know you said something so like okay everything you're saying i'm just like soaking it all up but <laughs> i'm like the whole relationship um and i think that's a vital part of like having a business is i just love how you explain you have to you're building a relationship is it is it working for both parties the you know the one providing yeah. the business and the one needing a job is it providing what they need and I, i'm i'm glad you said yeah. that you're slow to hire so, and you know, I, I, you, I, I really think that you answered this question in so many ways, but you know, just how your faith has played a role in, in your success. One of the things that I've read about is that your business is debt free. And I think that should be an, it should be an aspiration of every business owner to have a debt free business. So how did how did yeah. that come about? Was that come about? Was that something that you said, "Hey, if I have a business, it's going to be debt free," or did it just kind of come up about throughout the process? Uh, no, um, so I my business partner is my husband, Damon, and um, you know, for both of us, you know, we grew up with. Hold on, hold on. Someone just sent me a contract. Uh, No, no worries. I'm having to multitask. Okay. Okay, hold on. Oh, one moment. Or have Kendra with your name. that my first 
it was, uh, oh, well, wow, we're really making money from this. Not take on any loans, and let's see how far we can go with doing it this way. Because we wanted to prove our business model worked, and we wanted to prove that this, these products, this company was, was profitable, like it was making money. Like we needed to prove it to ourselves first, and then it became a, well, business-wise, now we need to prove that this is something that, you know, we can do and we can scale this way. And so it was a conscious decision later on, but in the beginning it was more so a, if we're going to do this, this is how we're setting it up. Because mm. we just don't believe in unnecessary debt. And because, again, Zaman and I were well, not even not necessarily. We just didn't have money growing up. And so we just never wanted to put ourselves or find ourselves in a position where we were drowning in debt because right. of this risk that we decided to take. Right. Well, now that now that I know you all have now established more so your business plans, where do you see yourself in five or ten years from now? Honestly, that's that's kind of up in the air because that's what that we're currently active. Yeah, <laughs> it's up in the air because we don't even know. Like, you know what's crazy? I would say like last year, I knew clearly where I wanted to go and how I was going to get there. But I'm such a, I consider myself a student of life, right? And I'm now learning so many other options of scaling my business that we're like, okay, well, we thought this is where we wanted to take it, but I wonder if we should take it this direction instead. And so wow. it literally, when I say it's an active conversation, it's an active conversation. Like Damon and I have a meeting tomorrow um, with each other, <laughs> a two-hour meeting block where we're going to be discussing this because we still want, we, we, we still know what our end goal is, but the path of where what we're going to take to get there is just a little bit cloudy. Um, it's, just, it's a little bit, um, well, it's on, I try to not remember the time. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just a little bit cloudy right now, but still, you know, still growing and, um, you know, developing the brand and, you know, I would say even our brand portfolio to, to um, you know, continue to strengthen and to scale them. But again, it's just a little bit cloudy just because we're, we just have now been exposed to just so many other alternatives to get to where our goal was. So it sounds complicated but <laughs> no no it, so, it sounds smart uh, if you have many options to decide on where the business is going to go and you you're you, it sounds like you're reassessing your goals based off of where it yeah. could be so i it, it sounds it, it makes a lot of sense honestly I, yeah and, and it's kind of it's like it's so it's so important because again you know clearly what your goal is and it's really important to be clear on your goals but Sometimes it's like, guys, like, okay, if you go left, this is where it's going to take for you to get there. So you got to go up this mountain, down this valley, right. through this window. If you go right, you know, you'll still get there, but here's what you got to do. And so it's, yeah. it's assessing what works best for you. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, you have to figure out what that path is. But when I say prayer, 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 people sometimes only pray when stuff goes wrong in their life. And I'm a strong believer, and I pray when things are going right in my life as Amen. well. Wow. Wow. 
and I and you know I think that I, honestly Rochelle I'm just I'm so inspired not only by this interview but you know you put your walk out in entrepreneurship in your faith in your family just put it out for everyone to see so everyone could be blessed and really God could get the glory from everything that is happening in your life and that's the reason I produce I, you know personally I pray more prosperity for you because I just see what you're doing you. and it's just it's like it's amazing I honestly I just it's so inspirational that's what I would like to say it's very inspirational thank you it is and I just think a lot of Christian business women have been afraid to step out but just hearing how you speak like about prayer about discernment and all those things that God gives us to be able to operate it, in business and in our family lives it's just like you just exemplified all of that and so it's just amazing um I do I do want to know one uh one more question um before we end this interview sure. have you ever turned down a vendor or a client and if so why yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and, and the one time, the one time that I went against my gut, I regret, when I say I regret it, I'm actually going to be paying to back out of something um, because I should have just trusted my gut. Um, it ended up costing me money um, because I did not follow my intuition. And if I had just continued to operate in the way that I operated before, where it was trust your gut, you know what is right for you, um, then I wouldn't have found myself in that position. Oh, uh, one moment, please. Okay. One moment. Hey, Mom, I'm on an interview on my other phone. I'm driving to Dallas and Naples. May I call you back in just less than 10 minutes? All right, babe. Love you. Bye. That's my amazing madre. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, she is not. She was not going to stop calling until I answered it. She the rule. Like I, if it's if my mom and my husband and my kids' school are the only personal calls I will accept in the daytime. Like oh, I, I'm really? Like I, I don't you, play. Wait, so wait. I you me from the phone. I didn't know. And you, I'm like, calling me on my personal phone. Because people, I'm telling you, people will, people won't respect your time unless you respect your time. And so even though I'm self-employed. My time is so important, and I'm like, you can't call me to gossip about your mama's brother, baby's father. I you can't talk to me about that on the work hours. I cannot. So yeah, she knew to call me from her cell, so I knew it was her. <laughs> yeah. So wait a minute, um, you only accept like three phone calls throughout the daytime, three <laughs> from three people? Yes. Yes. What? Yes. So I have I have my my two kids um, in daycare and their school program, and I have the nurses office. My mom's cell and my husband's cell. Any other personal calls that come in between my work hours, I don't answer. Period. I will call wow. them back after when after I finish. Like two of my girlfriends have actually called me today, and I don't even know why they called me because they know. Like <laughs> they probably just called me to put me on alert that they need a job. But I'll call them after five o'clock because I can't call their job, right? Like I can't. I can't be like, oh my god, girl, this happened with my. You know, I can't them while they're on the clock and so I, I have to you have to have those same boundaries for your business because wow. and I'm telling I'm saying I can clearly say this because in my beginning stages of my business I wasn't that way I because people knew I worked for myself like I've been in business now for two 
years. And because people knew I worked for myself, they would call me in the daytime on their lunch break to talk. And then other people's lunch breaks are not my lunch break. And so it just rolled in. And it's like, it also kind of throws you off your game as well. Like my mom, she knows. I'll be like, I'll answer her call. I'll be in the middle of a sales meeting. I stop everything. Those are my important people in my life. So I will stop meetings to say, one moment, please, I have to take this call. And I usually, we usually have a code. Is it important or no? And if it's important, then, you know, I'll say one moment I have to step out of this meeting. If it's not important, I'll be like, all right, mom, I'll call you after work. I don't even call her back in the middle of the day. Wow. successful business owners and this is really geared more towards women but you know of course anyone what what would you tell us as Christian business owners how how to be successful in their own right yes I would say um, to be successful in your own right is never compromise your morals or and overall, just don't compromise who you are as a human being for where you, and I, I read this post somewhere. I think it says never compromise who you are as a person for where you want to get professionally. Mm-hmm. And I and I, I learned this like two years ago, but and not even learned it, but just someone putting it into like, you know, a quote. And I was like, wow, okay, that does make sense because you're going to be faced with so many compromising situations where you know ethically this is not right, morally this is not right. This goes completely away from what I believe in who I am. And you have to be, when I say you have to know how to walk away from opportunities that look like gold. I mean, it looks like this is it. This, This must have been what I prayed for. But what I have to do to get it isn't right. Like, it doesn't feel right. I have to drag down or bash another business owner. I have to, you know, reduce my, you know, change my formula and water it down. No, I'm not doing that. And I'm not bashing another business woman. Or I'm not compromising my morals. I'm not doing this, you know, under the table. Like there's so many things that you'll have to say no to that look shiny and gold. But when you, when you're walking in faith and when you walk into this and remind yourself on a constant basis that 
God would never. Sometimes, again, like the devil puts things in our past to be able to have discernment to know that, okay, that's not God. That's not that thing I prayed for. It looks like it, but it's not. It's like, um, what are they called? Oh my God. It's like the, not the vanishing, not the burning bush, but like an illusion, right? Yes. It's an illusion. It's like, you're, you're on this path and God said clearly, like, this is a path that you need to take. And then this beautiful gold thing appears on the right. This path you just led me on looks like it's going to take me another five years to get there. Look at the golden bush. It's right here. Isn't that what I prayed and asked you for? Wow. You got to really trust and have faith and stay on that path. Like, So I would say, like, just not compromising your integrity, not compromising your values and your morals for what looks like temporary success because sometimes it really is an illusion and i probably need to do a video talking about that you do <laughs> you do because i i i i you know and i and i have a friend she's in the music industry and a lot of things pop up in her life where it's like okay hey this may be the break that i was praying for maybe maybe this maybe this is the person but just hearing you say that it just it's like now you you without a doubt have a mirror in front of your face where you're saying okay does this line up with my values does this line up with the word of god and so now that you have that mirror it's like okay if it doesn't line up with these things these are my boundaries you know you set your time boundaries but these are my boundaries I'm not going outside of those boundaries yeah. for anyone, so I won't be taken over by the illusion. I absolutely love it, Rochelle. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I thank you for being an inspiration and just inspiring us today. Like, I just, I just, I'm, I'm, I mean, I thought I, you know, I thought I liked you, but now I'm, I think I love you. So. <laughs> just like the quote says you know if you shine your light then other people will have the permission to shine theirs too and a lot of people have been afraid as you know afraid to step out and afraid to stick with their values so please 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 share please share Thank you so much for your time. I am so appreciative. I, I, I just really appreciate it. And thank you so much for your insight. Um, I just thank you. I'm just so appreciative. Thank you so Aww, much. You're welcome. You're welcome. No problem. I'm happy that we were able to, to have this conversation. And you definitely presented some really good questions. So I really, really hope that whether it's your classmates or, you know, people in your 
your life that you're able to, you know, share these things with, or even for yourself on your past. I, I'm really hoping that they are are helpful and, you know, have some insight. And let me just tell you, you know, as you're going to be, you know, entering into the entrepreneurship space, just make sure that you hold true to whatever your vision is. Ask God to give you clarity on that and hold true to it, even when you hire people and you bring people on your team. Um, don't allow people to distract you or deter you from that vision because God gave it to you and not to them. I would say the second thing that I would say is protect yourself. Um, I know that starting a business means that usually starting with limited capital, limited everything, but just every step of the way, you know, people put such importance and value into things like marketing and branding, and those are all good. But you got to also, as a business, protect yourself because a lot of the mistakes that I had to make in the beginning was due to lack of protection mm-hmm. um, because I did, just did not know. So it's like legally protecting yourself with as many things as you possibly can mm-hmm. because, you know, the higher that you climb, the more you're exposed. And that's one of the things to just be, you know, cautious of. And then the final thing is, you know, I would just say don't quit on your heart, like your hard days. I'm being very honest when I tell you running a business is it's a up and a down. It's like you're literally on a roller coaster for life and you have so much that you have depending on this. And when you're on those lows and you're at those bottoms, if you need to, if you need to cry about it, it's okay. Like, you're, you know, I don't think emotions are a sign of weakness. If you need to cry, if you need to go on a walk, if you need to lock your schedule for two days to recover mentally, if you need to sleep it off, laugh it off, whatever it is, give yourself that time to recover from down days and don't allow yourself to make any permanent decisions during those moments because the person quit. I mean, literally, you're going to be like, what the heck? This is not working. But just give yourself a break to catch your breath, realign, refresh, and then you come back with a clear mind, find solutions to those problems, and you keep pushing. Don't quit. Wow. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck, girl. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know what? I, 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 I do. I do. I really appreciate yeah. that, too. You got this. I'm going to be, like, listening to You're this welcome. all the time. Um, and hopefully, yes. hopefully, you know, we can stay in touch. You can. I, I'm definitely going to be watching your journey. Um, hopefully you can stay in yes. touch and see my yes. journey. Keep me posted when you launch. Um, definitely keep me updated whenever you launch. Um, I will, you know, be cheering you on and supporting you. But you. you know, keep going, keep going. And this was this was fun to um, talk to you. Definitely shed some insight. So yeah. Thank you so much. I really really appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. You're welcome, doll. Have a great day. Blessings. Blessings and blessings to you All too. Right. All right, bye-bye. Thank you, bye-bye. That is it, you all. That is it. That was a blessing. I hope you all were blessed by um, the conversation that I had with Ms. Rochelle Graham Campbell. Um, I, I have to go back and listen to this. <laughs> it was absolutely amazing. I just feel like I could take over the world now. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to post it on the podcast and make a YouTube video and it's going to be up pretty soon. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any more questions, um, I'm going to find another entrepreneur that we can listen to and get some insight. So 
Thank you all for joining. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.